Welcome to the Wild Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tiff Johnson. You've officially entered my living room, where conversations are real, raw, edgy, and a bit spicy. I'm a chiropractor, a mom, and a wife. As a transformer, a translator, and an activator, I read the body and soul, and I see your truth. The Wild Light Podcast is a movement. It's a way of being. It's where we lead, we speak, and we live bigger than we ever dreamed. I invite you to let the wild light run through you too, so that you become that movement. Academic probation. Seize. <laughs> are the most successful person. Yeah, that's me. Welcome back to my living room where we talk about how we used to do things. And when you put a little bit of purpose and reason behind it, how every single thing changes. If you were to know me then versus know me now, You would wonder how in the H-E double hockey sticks I got here. (laughs) High school. High school was not interesting. I think now, looking back, I think I learned a lot differently than most people. And, I mean, we didn't have phones back then, and we didn't have Google back then. And... I'm a constant learner. So I think there were pieces that I was, I was really longing for, but I didn't know what they were. Traditional studies were not it. It wasn't, I loved English, but like, what are you going to do with English? I was not going to be a teacher. Um, math that I could be good at math, but eh, didn't really want to be history. No, no, absolutely no shot. Science in the way that I learned it did not relate to real life. And so you just floated by. I know this is true for a lot of people. I I just floated by. I got bees. Everybody said, well, when she puts her mind to it. (laughs) Yep. When Tiff puts her mind to it, dot, dot, dot. We all can say it, right? When you put your mind to something, it all changes. Because who you are when you're doing it changes. Your identity changes. Your character changes. And what I recognize now looking back to in education, nothing meant that much. It was not interesting. And I didn't have the work ethic to say, you know what? Just suck it up and do it. I was like, ah, everything's going to be okay. I would do the math on if I had to be in the class and I tanked the test, I'd still get a C. Truly, I was a B and C student. And I get into college and, oh goodness, I didn't have enough of a work ethic, didn't have enough integrity, definitely didn't, um, what would be the word? Give a shit. I didn't give a shit. I gave more of a shit about spending time with the people that I liked and that I loved. I was a college basketball player for two years. And after college basketball was done, then Craig and I started dating 
and following baseball was way more fun than academics. My freshman year, I was on academic probation. I spent way more time drinking booze and smoking cigarettes than thinking about school. Now, keep in mind, I was (laughs) pre-med. Gosh, when I say that out loud, I'm like, holy Hannah Tiff. I was, I was pre-med. I initially went to college to go to chiropractic school. And after my freshman year, midway through my sophomore year, I thought, like, there's no shot. How, how could I possibly be on academic probation and, and qualify to get into chiropractic school? Like, what was I thinking? I wasn't because it didn't matter then. My priority, it didn't matter. I was not focused on the next thing. I was focused on the now thing. That has proven to be very successful for me in my life, just not in education. And so I got a butt whooping. I mean, not literally. I did not get a literal butt whooping, but I got a butt whooping from my basketball coach, Ooh, my um, science teachers that I had been in school with them for a few years. Um, my favorite teacher and advisor. And of course, my parents, right? And the biggest person that I didn't want to disappoint besides my dad, but from a future standpoint was my advisor. And I remember him saying, like, I, I believe in you. What happened here? And so we set another meeting and had another conversation and I should have been out of basketball for weeks. Um, and he said, if you can promise to me, you show up to class and you promise me that you care and you give me effort. We will make this work. And it was the one of the first moments, well, the first moment, I would say, of partnership besides my family, besides my parents, besides my aunt and uncle, be, besides neighbors that and my coaches, like people that cared about me, but that this mattered. I didn't know him before we got there, and he saw something in me, and I thought, wow, I, I actually did disappoint him. That must mean... There was more than what I thought I had. He saw something that I've maybe forgotten. And I remember Dr. Tyne, Mayville State University. I remember promising him that I will do that. Like I will show up. I will succeed in this class of yours that was fine arts, that was brutal, really hard. (laughs) And I did. I did. I promised that to him. I promised that to my coach and I promised that to my parents. And from there, something started to be different in me because I recognized that this isn't only me living through this wild teenage, I get to do whatever I want era. I think I was in that era from 13 or 14 years old. I mean, it was a long stretch for my parents to what do you actually want to do? You're not just invisible. You have teachers and you have coaches and you actually have people who care about you that are telling you that they care about you, Tiff. 
And so I took that as a sign to buckle down and actually figure out what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. A year later, a year and a half later, relationship with Craig went down the pipeline a little bit (laughs) and I had space. I had like a blank canvas and the blank canvas was one that was like, you get to do anything. You don't have to stay here because you're not dating anyone anymore. You don't have to worry about getting married in a month. You don't have to worry about, are you going to go to grad school? Because I had a science, non-teaching science major. So really in, in order to do anything else, I needed to do some kind of grad school in order to do what I really wanted to do, which is work with people intimately with their body. I, I knew that. And I remember being in my apartment, alone in my apartment, and I thought, you know, I am going to check out Cairo School and I'm going to apply. And it was the first time that I can remember putting my line in the sand and saying, I'm going to do something with my life and I'm going to do it for me first. I know this is the right path. You can imagine the people that are like, Tiff, how, how are you going to get through doctorate school? <laughs> like you, you didn't, you hardly passed your freshman first semester, second semester. And I thought I'm going to, because I remember, I remember them all saying when she puts her mind to something, she is smart. When she puts her mind to something, she follows through. When she puts her mind to something, she is a genius. Thank God for teachers that said that. I didn't see it as, oh, when I put my mind to something, it's the only time I'm good. The only time these teachers think I'm worth a hoot is when I get an A or when I get... No, it actually was, they see something in you. And I'm thankful that they had the courage to tell me, to tell my parents, to say, hey, when she's all in, she's all in. But when she's not, she's not. Chiropractic was my gateway to being all in for the first time in my life fully. For the first time in my life, I finished it. Academic probation was a means for me to see who I was when I didn't think anyone was watching. Because I lived a lot of years of my life wondering if anyone gave a shit. I lived a lot of years in my life trying to be center of attention because I didn't think anyone was ever watching. Well, explain so much of how I did life in those years. But this was different. I was accepted, even though I had a really bad semester. (laughs) By the way, I got my GPA up by the end of the semester, but it still wasn't that good. It definitely wasn't in the threes. It was in the twos, but it wasn't in the ones anymore. And I got to Cairo school, pregnant, married, with a totally different perspective. My perspective was, I am here because I chose to be, and I can see what is going to happen if I commit. I also can see what will happen 
if I don't, because now I have a husband that believes that this is it and I have dependence. I have a baby. It's not just me. It's not just me being selfish, trying to be seen, trying to be recognized, trying to whatever, get someone's attention. And for the first time ever, I knew like these four years were going to happen. I had moments. I had moments if I decided I was going to go back to school after I had Callan. I had moments. I wasn't sure that I could go back to school after having my tonsils out. I had moments when my best friend withdrew after T3 if I wanted to go back. And you better believe it, everyone in my life also had moments. (laughs) They also questioned, will I keep going? At that level, chiropractic school plus living expenses, I mean, 250K in debt by the end of it. And I knew if after a year I decided to withdraw at $70,000 down the hole and still know where I wanted to be. The difference in Cairo school was I got B's and C's because I prioritized being home. I didn't always go to class still. (laughs) I didn't always commit to everything in the way that I would now and in the way that if I looked back that I was the most proud. But I built relationships. I built relationships with teachers. I spent the majority of my time, if I wasn't in school and wasn't at home, observing offices. And I get to see now that I was creating my vision while being in school, while raising a family, while building a really strong foundation for our marriage at 22. I was a handful. If you look back and you have the courage to recognize where you were a handful, where you're kind of embarrassed as to how you acted, where you look back and, oh my gosh, if I would have only done it like this. But truly, as we know, it just all was supposed to be the way it was supposed to be. I know the people that didn't struggle with academics at all that were 4.0, 4.2, for whatever, however you get to those numbers these days. And they didn't go to medical school like they initially thought because they were top of the class. Think of the pressure there. I actually didn't have any pressure. I don't really know. I mean, I don't know. But I don't think a lot of people had much pressure for what I was going to do because I couldn't stick with something long enough. To follow through with the exception of friends and sports. But now I was paving my own path. And determining who I was as I was going through this. Unexpected pregnancy. A wedding that happened faster than was expected because of um, the first part, unexpected pregnancy. All of that happened before we moved to Minneapolis for chiropractic school. Think of the belief that they needed to have that I was actually going to follow through. 
Think about your life. Think about all the people that believe in you, that believed in you. And you didn't really notice it until later. Or maybe you didn't have it framed up appropriately. Maybe you saw that they were saying something negative, more condescending, or you spun it negative because that's the only lens you saw through. Imagine if we could look at it, all of this, with a different lens to recognize like, whoa, I needed all of this. So that I took something seriously. So that I could see it through a different lens. So that I could have a different perspective when I actually did the thing that I really wanted to do. Because I I knew, I knew in Cairo school that I needed to prove it. Like I needed to walk the walk. I, I couldn't quit on this. I couldn't quit on myself. I couldn't quit on my newborn daughter. I couldn't quit on Craig. And so think about your life as you go through whatever chronic challenges that you had that you feel like, wow, now I can look back and recognize I've, I've overcome all that. Like that's not even, it's not even me anymore. But I needed the hard lesson. I needed academic probation, a personal call from my papa, <laughs> a, a drive up to Mayville to say, get in the car right now and a conversation with my coach and with my advisor, two men that believed in me more than I even knew they were watching. How grateful I am for extreme Things that happen in my life to get my attention. Extreme things straight between my eyes that said, Tiff, wake up. Maybe you're not as headstrong and stubborn as I am. Maybe you're not as ignorant as I was. Maybe you're not, maybe you don't see things as negative as I did back then. But there's something somewhere that you're maybe not seeing as a gift. Maybe you're not seen as an asset. Maybe you're not seen as a lesson that you can, you can see and reframe and have a different perspective because academic probation that happens to a lot of people, you, you see that the wrong way and you go down a path in the educational system that you think you're dumb. You think you're stupid. You think there's no way you can learn in a group. You all of the things. And I know education has changed, but education is one of the most formative times of our life. So if we're going in with that belief system and we're coming out, not even with a lesson or anything that we can really lob onto, how will we change? How do we change then? Academic probation. (laughs) I'd say it's not really that cool. (laughs) 
But for me, it was necessary. So where in your life can you forgive that part? That person who took the action and it didn't quite work out. But now you might know why. From academic probation to doctor. (laughs) Hey, maybe that's the next name of my book. It's really not what you know, guys. It's how you put it into play. It's your commitment. It's your discipline. It's the integrity. What you say you're going to do, will you? It's the conviction in yourself. It's confidence. It's courage. It's learning to walk with fear. All of this. What happened doesn't matter. With the exception of it got you to learn something that you didn't know before. It helped see yourself in a different light. It helped see somebody else in a different light. It pushed you over the edge. You crashed and burned so freaking hard. And now you know what hitting rock bottom feels like. But most importantly, you know what overcoming rock bottom feels like. Without it, how do we know? How do we know what we're made of? So in the formative years, the people that influenced us the most, our experience that we remember, the good, the bad, the ugly, spend some time reframing why this was a gift. Because when we can see all of these pieces of the puzzle as gifts, can you imagine how much different you'll see your life right now? How much different different you'll see yourself right now? How much different you'll see your relationships right now? Because you did it. You didn't shove it under the rug. You didn't forget about it. You did it. You overcame it. And this can be in anything. And this can bring up a whole lot of pain. This can bring up the next level of healing, the next level of forgiveness in a relationship to get closer to where you need to be. For me, it was education. It wasn't what I liked, what I wanted. All through Cairo school, it wasn't. Until I was at the end and until I was in the clinic. Until I had my hands on people. It was the first time I recognized this is how I learn. This is what I want more of. It took how many years? 16 years of education to get to the point of like, oh, I finally understand how I do this. Most of us would never give that much time to figure it out. We would have quit before we started because we would have thought we sucked at it. So bring a magnifying glass to some of these places (laughs) in your early years and see where the gift is. Thank you for being in my living room today. And can I ask you a favor? For you to share this episode with your friends and family and also leave a review. 
One by one creates a ripple effect where any one small change has the ability to transform every other area of your life. This is the movement of wild light to lead with your soul, your heart, and your voice. Let the light run wild through you.